Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Scholes. Today we have part six in the story of Prince Ahmed and the fairy Parabanu, and, well, the prince has taken his leave of his new wife, the fairy, and is headed home to visit his father, but he's not allowed to really give any specifics of where he has been for the last six months, and let us see how the sultan takes this news. In part six of the story of Prince Ahmed and the fairy Parabanu. As it was not a great way to his father's capital, Prince Ahmed soon arrived there. The people, glad to see him again, received him with acclamations of joy and followed him in crowds to the sultan's apartment. The sultan received and embraced him with great joy, complaining at the same time with a fatherly tenderness of the affliction his long absence had been to him, which, he said, was the more grievous for that, fortune having decided in favor of Prince Ali, his brother, he was afraid he might have committed some rash action. The prince told a story of his adventures without speaking of the fairy, whom he said that he must not mention, and ended, The only favor I ask of your majesty is to give me leave to come often and to pay my respects to you, and to know how you do. Son, answered the sultan of the Indies, I cannot refuse you the leave you ask me, but I should much rather you would resolve to stay with me, at least tell me where I may send to you if you should fail to come, or when I may think your presence necessary. Sir, replied Prince Ahmed, what your majesty asks of me is part of the mystery I spoke to your majesty of. I beg of you to give me leave to remain silent on this head, for I shall come so frequently that I am afraid that I shall sooner be thought troublesome than be accused of negligence in my duty. The Sultan of the Indies pressed Prince Ahmed no more, but said to him, Sultan, I penetrate no farther into your secrets, but leave you at your liberty. But can you tell that you could not have do me a greater pleasure than to come, and by your presence restore to me the joy I have not felt this long time, and that you shall always be welcome when you come, without interrupting your business or pleasure? Prince Ahmed stayed but three days at the sultan his father's court, and the fourth returned to the fairy Parabanu, who did not expect him so soon. A month after the Prince Ahmed's return from paying a visit to his father, as the fairy Parabanu had observed that the prince, since that time, he gave her an account of his journey, his discourse with his father, and the leave he asked to go and see him often, had never talked of the sultan, as if there had been no such person in the world, whereas before he was always speaking of him. She thought he forbore on her account. Therefore she took an opportunity to say to him one day, Prince, Tell me, have you forgotten the sultan, your father? Don't you remember the promise you made to go and see him often? For my part, I have not forgot what you told me at your return, and so put you in mind of it, that you may not be long before you acquit yourself of your promise. So Prince Ahmed went the next morning with the same attendance as before, but much finer, and himself much more magnificently mounted, equipped, and dressed, and was received by the sultan with the same joy and satisfaction. For several months he constantly paid his visits, and always in a richer and finer equipage. At last some viziers, the sultan's favorites, who judged of Prince Ahmed's grandeur and power by the figure he cut, made the sultan jealous of his son, saying it was to be feared that he might inveigle himself into the people's favor and dethrone him. 
The Sultan of the Indies was so far from thinking that Prince Ahmed could be capable of so pernicious a design as his favorites would make him believe, that he said to them, You are mistaken. My son loves me, and I am certain of his tenderness and fidelity, as I have given him no reason to be disgusted. But the favorites went on abusing Prince Ahmed, till the Sultan said, Be it as it will, I don't believe my son Ahmed is so wicked as you would persuade me he is. However, I am obliged to you for your good advice, and don't dispute, but that it proceeds from your good intentions. The Sultan of the Indies said this that his favorites might not know the impressions their discourse had made on his mind, which was so alarmed him that he resolved to have Prince Ahmed watched, unknown to his grand vizier. So he sent for a female magician, who was introduced by a back door into his apartment. Go immediately, he said and follow my son, and watch him so well as to find out where he retires, and bring me word. The magician left the sultan, and, knowing the place where Prince Ahmed found his arrow, went immediately thither, and hid herself near the rocks, so that nobody could see her. The next morning Prince Ahmed sent out by daybreak, without taking leave either of the sultan or any of his court, according to his custom. The magician, seeing him coming, followed him with her eyes, till on a sudden, she lost sight of him and his attendants. And that is the end of part six of the story of Prince Ahmed and the fairy Parabanu. And like I said, there is some trickery to be found here. In the next episode, we'll see if the magician is able to track Prince Ahmed. This is Dan Scholes for the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and threads at Folktale Project. If you'd like to help support the project, you can head over to patreon.com slash folktaleproject. Or you could always just share with the stories with someone you love. I do appreciate that. As always, thank you so much for listening.